the council chambers. <laughs> wow. Lonely place, I would think. It's it, probably it is. occupied for a while, huh? Yeah, I'm the only one here in the whole chambers. <laughs> <laughs> There's other people in City Hall, but I'm the only one in the room. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, it's a strange thing. I, I don't know how long this is going to continue. I would probably think sometime into the middle of next year, the way the way things are, are seeming to play out. Yeah. You know, for what it's worth, maybe your experience is, is different and more wide than mine, but I've had, you know, my share of Zoom conferences and so on. I find that uh, business meetings, you know, things like this go a lot better uh, when there's a mute button and when there aren't all these side discussions and, you know, there's, you know, some order to it. Uh, and everyone has to take their turn and think about what they're saying. So uh, in a lot of ways, it's it's more efficient uh, for things like this. You are right, because you do find that sometimes individuals, when you're sitting around a table, you could be leaning over and having your little sidebar discussions, not on the agenda items, but just other little things like, oh, what's yeah. in your coffee today? You know, and <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> right. And that, that really uh, speeds things up. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a case to be made for continuing it this way, although, you know, being with people and seeing other people and, you know, kind of getting the gauge of, of what they're saying by looking at them is, is going to be uh, a better experience. Uh, but, you know, um, this has its advantages in some ways. Well, and we're um, adding in some new equipment inside the chambers that will allow when we eventually can have some of the people in the chambers that we could go back to having maybe a few of you in the chambers for the meeting and then some uh, sure. participating remotely. And you'll be able to see those other individuals from the TV screen in here and that type of stuff. So yeah, kind of get some type of a semblance of back a little bit back to normal. My oldest daughter uh, teaches college in Ohio, and they've been online since February. And uh, it's a real struggle. Uh, they've opened up the classrooms, but only half the class can be there at a time. Everyone has to have masks. <laughs> they have to double up on the number of classes they teach simply because they can't have as many students in the room as they used to. And uh, she's putting everything online, all their lectures, all, their, all the content, all the tests, all the quizzes. And uh, that'll be a big help, but uh, it's a lot of work. She's probably worked twice as hard at this than she normally does. Yeah, e even for us, the electronic meetings with having to make sure that uh, we start the meeting early and then if we have any communications issues and we can have people come and go uh, to correct those issues. So sometimes it does make it a little bit longer. You bet. Yeah, it's a lot of, can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> for the first few of them. I will, I will maybe warn you, you can keep this in the back of your mind. Uh, I use my phone to do this because it's all set up and, you know, works, works pretty well. <clears throat> but in this hot weather on a couple of Zoom meetings, it's, it's overheated. Okay. And, and quit functioning. And so I disappeared, you know, for a few minutes, like so cool it down. Um, I, you know, just be aware that if that happens, I, I can get back to online in, in a few, but. Uh, okay. I, I may uh, may not be uh, uh, present for uh, a few minutes. Okay, it's thank cool you. It's cooled off though. I don't know that that's a real issue, but I just just want you to know, so I'm not the only one who knows. Okay. Toinette. Hi, Nada. Hi. Hi. Yes. I I am. Do you want 
my phone, so I'm here, but uh, it looks like we have our PowerPoint working. Correct. I, I made Tim the presenter, and so Great. Tim has it up. And then are all the committee members they here? all They all are here now. Okay. Um, and I show we have another minute before it's, or at least it's 3.59 uh, before we start. Great. Hi, everyone. I'm sorry. I, I'm having computer issues today. And Thomas, I know that you can hear me. So far, Jeannie has not joined the meeting. If you wanted to reach out to her. Chair O'Neill, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to introduce our new planning manager at the beginning of the meeting, if that's okay with you. That'd be great, thanks. So Netta, on my end, I do show that it's four o'clock. So whenever you and uh, Chair O'Neill wants to start, you may. I leave that to you, Chair O'Neill. Um, well, I mean, uh, should we wait for you to resolve any technical issues or? I am just going to um, be present uh, today without camera but I can see you guys and and speak um, I don't think my computer is going to revive itself okay um all right just give me a second then okay Sorry, I did not have a time chance to print things for this meeting, and um, I only have one screen, so I'm constantly tabbing between things on my tiny laptop here. Um, so I think as long as everyone is in attendance, we can call the meeting to order and begin roll call. A committee member, Mercer. You are muted. Unmute you so you can say okay. here. There we go. Present. Thank you. Uh, committee member Mueller. Here. Committee member Purcell. Here. Vice Chair Houston. Here. Chair O'Neill. Here. Thank you. Okay, I got to go back to my agenda tab. Um, the first item is public communications. This is the time set aside during the committee meetings for members of the public to address the committee on items of historic preservation business other than scheduled agenda items persons wishing to address the committee should fill out a seat well you know we have different um uh protocols i don't have my markup with the, the virtual protocol so the um clerk may want to remind people how to comment during the meeting and then also i know um that staff wants to introduce a new member of staff 
We have no we have no individuals that have wished to uh, uh, speak on public communications. Okay, great. Uh, thank you, Chair O'Neill and um, Historic Preservation Committee members. I just wanted to take this opportunity to uh, introduce our new planning manager, uh, Dara Sanders. She um, is uh, newly taking this role. I think she's been in about in it about three weeks now. Uh, she's joining us from Louisiana. Uh, we're excited and, and very grateful to have her. Um, she has a wealth of experience and knowledge in multiple jurisdictions, uh, ranging in a variety of planning activities, um, former director and, and planning uh, director in other jurisdictions. So we're uh, glad to have her and wanted to give uh, the HPC an opportunity to meet her and you'll be seeing her, her face more and more in future hearings. Great, thank you, welcome. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, okay, great. I, uh, I think that we can move through the agenda now if that if that's, um, concludes staff's introduction. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. And we had no public communication, so we have our first uh, item is on consent. It's item number one, approval of the HPC August 5th, 2020 meeting minutes. Do we have any um, comments or corrections on the minutes? Now let me, it's hard because I have to scroll through people. I can never see all the people. I see um, I see uh, Vice Chair Houston raising her hand. Yes, um, I have a correction on, let's see. It is the second paragraph. Oh wait, no, it's on page three. Um, let's see, on the Anacapa Courts project, the second paragraph, that says expound the sentence to include blah, blah, blah. Um, the second line should be whether additional testing or excavation is needed. So cross out the X and four. Okay, thank you for that correction. Um, I had one other minor correction as well. Um, and that is also, I think on the same page, Yes, also on page three, um, under the first sub bullet under additional historic resource mitigation measures required, um, we have, uh, I think it says in the last sentence that the um, current memo from San Buenaventura Resource Associates may fulfill this role. I think we just need to add, you know, they, it was it, it, the, the, the comment or the requirement is that, or the notice that it may fulfill so it may provide the basis of a treatment plan, but it would need some modification or some addition. So I just want to correct that line to um, be added note that the current memo by the San Buenaventura Research Associates may fulfill this role with some modifications. I think that'll be sufficient. It's all fine with me. Okay. Um, any other members have comments or questions on the minutes? I'm not seeing any hands raised, so I think I would just make a motion to approve as corrected. Seconded. Okay, can we have a vote? Committee member Mercer. Um, I'm going to recuse myself. I was not present at that meeting. 
Committee member Mueller. Approve. Committee member Purcell. Uh, I was also, I was recused from that meeting. Vice Chair Houston. Yes. Chair O'Neill. Yes. That motion carries with three yeses and two recusals. Okay. Uh, would it be more appropriate for um, for them to abstain, or at least if I can, I can do, I can, I can mark it that they abstain, uh, recuse because of absence. Okay. Thank you. Just so it doesn't sound like that. You know, the record doesn't reflect that they did not want to to weigh in. Actually, we're not able to. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right, moving right along. Our next item, item number two, is project 12312 Ivy Lawn Mausoleum Design Review located at 5400 Valentine Road. So, um, do we have a staff report? Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you, Chair O'Neill. Uh, this is hearing for a new 1,400 square foot uh, mausoleum at the Ivy Lawn Cemetery. A quick refresher, Ivy Lawn Cemetery became a historic district in 2012. Since then, it's made, <coughs> excuse me, made some changes, mostly in the north. Uh, the current project uh, for a new mausoleum in the area marked by the blue box on the screen uh, was seen by the HPC in February of this year. And we're looking at it again, the same as it was uh, back then, because the uh, operator of the cemetery wasn't able to attend that February meeting. And she would like to give her perspective on the proposal before uh, any changes or decisions are made. Um, unlike the February hearing, uh, this time the HPC is providing recommendations to the administrative hearing officer uh, rather than acting on the, uh, uh, as a decision making authority. So here's the complex. Um, the, uh, according to the district guidelines, the central building and the sunrise and sunset crypts are all contributing structures. Uh, the 1984 edition is not though uh, that subsumes a large part of the, the sunrise uh, crypt. Um, and the lawn area between the sunset crypt and the main building is uh, designated or intended for expansion per the guidelines. Uh, and this arrow here is just to show you a vantage point where we're looking for the next few slides. So this is the complex as it is today, and you can see the lower image, that area between the, the primary building and the sunset crypt. That's where the mausoleum is proposed, and that's an area that is designated for expansion. And then this is a uh, perspective rendering of the from basic same basic vantage point. Um, we didn't have this image in February. This is a, a, a new image. Um, and we will we will come back to this. Uh, so here's a site plan of the structure. This is showing uh, the, the roof of it. And this is the, the roof uh, in C2. 
between the buildings. And then this is the footprint. Uh, it's an open air structure, essentially eight boxes that are uh, topped by a roof. Then here's uh, the elevation of the new structure. And as an elevation drawing, there's no depth or perspective. So the skylight looks very prominent here. And you might remember back in February, I tried to uh, manipulate the, the elevation somewhat to try to show what it might look like with uh, proper uh, depth added. Uh, that didn't work terribly well. Now we have that new rendering, which uh, will be uh, very helpful. And here's the elevations of the buildings all in a row. Um, and the, the uh, HPC had uh, an issue with the skylight uh, back in February. Um, uh, but we'll see in the next slide the perspective that uh, the, the prominence of the skylight is very different when, uh, when proper depth is applied. Uh, so you can see here it's, it's, uh, it's further back. The elevation has no depth, so it is actually uh, further away from the viewer and uh, much less prominent appearance. This would be basically uh, the view from the road. Uh, this is just a little closer in. And another uh, issue that the HPC had in February was the uh, circular layout was a departure from the uh, uh, rectilinear arrangement of the, of the current structures. And, um, uh, but you can see at least from this perspective and from the walkway heading to the, the central building, uh, the, the viewer is mostly going to see flat surfaces and, and right angles um, and may not have a sense that it has a, uh, a, a radial layout until much closer to the building. Here's just uh, zoomed in a little bit more. And the, uh, the skylight is obviously um, a curved structure, but um, other than that, um, uh, mostly the person until they get close is going to be experiencing uh, straight edges and flat surfaces. And this red arrow, this is uh, showing where we're looking at in the next couple of slides uh, where about where we're placed and the direction we're looking. So this is the lawn, the uh, rectangle on the, on the grass that you see is about where the, the, the front block of the structure would be. And then the blue spot is um, about where the vantage point is of the next rendering. Just this. And the materials are uh, granite, uh, cultured stone, and uh, cement painted off white. And uh, uh, in February, the HPC didn't have, seem to have any issues uh, with the chosen materials. Um, so regarding the skylight, uh, what, what we have on the right here, uh, these uh, schematics, uh, the skylight could be made uh, virtually any height. Um, but when, you, when it gets more shallow, the, the supporting spines uh, become deeper. So the, the photos, the large photo on the left, um, that's a much bigger skylight. So there's uh, uh, 
uh, far more support uh, beams in that um, than would be in the, the proposed structure. But that's that's uh, a similar structure. But the the supporting ribs would be painted white, so they would look uh, they would read more like the the uh, smaller inset image. They would be that color. Um, as proposed, uh, back to the the um, schematics on the right hand side, uh, the top, the tallest one, that's as proposed, uh, but it could be made just about any height. Uh, but at some point, the supporting ribs, uh, as proposed, they would be six inches deep. At some point, they would have to become uh, nine inches deep. Um, deep as in measured from the glass surface coming down toward the ground, not, not the width of the support. Uh, so I don't know what the threshold is when it has to become nine inches, but I think we can assume the two bottom uh, examples, which would be two and a half feet high and three and a half feet high, that, um, that those would be uh, nine inches deep. Um, uh, the, the applicant may know precisely when, when the, 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 uh, the supports have to become deeper. Um, so here again is the rendering. So the arguments for compatibility uh, are essentially the same as, as last time. Um, if you're looking at this from the road or uh, from the walkway, uh, until you're fairly close, I think probably until you're, you're close to the main building, uh, mostly you would be uh, visually, you would be seeing uh, flat surfaces and straight lines and uh, certainly have a sense that uh, it's, it's uh, not a simple square configuration, but uh, may not read as uh, circular until you're up closer. Um, the, the, the roof line is the same as the, the sunset crypt. Um, and in terms of from right to left or left to right, you're looking at the tableau, the proposed structure, uh, in terms of just presence, for lack of a better term, or massing, uh, does fall between the two. It's uh, subordinate to the main building, uh, slightly more prominent than the sunset, sunset crypt. Uh, I think mainly because the, uh, the furthermost part of the sunset crypt is a very deep uh, overhang and thin columns, whereas the, the, the front, the, the furthest forward portion of the, the proposed structure is uh, that flat surface of that, that first uh, block. Um, the skylight um, is obviously a curved round structure, uh, but it is uh, transparent. Um, and so the, with the, the white skeleton framework, um, that will be clearly visible, arguably somewhat reminiscent uh, to the Brie Soleil on, on the main building. Um, but uh, previously the, the issues, the main issues the HBC had was the, uh, was the circular configuration and the, the skylight, the, the roundness of the skylight. Um, that is the presentation. We, we don't have recommendations. We're simply uh, requesting recommendations from the HBC to pass on to the administrative hearing officer. Thank you.
Um, I did neglect, before we uh, move into questions of staff or maybe in conjunction with that, we did not do any ex parte um, disclosures. So if, uh, does anyone have any ex parte communications on this item? You could just wave your hand or. It looks like, sorry, I'm scrolling through all of my participants. It looks like no, and I, and I do not have any either. So do we have any questions from for staff? You just wanna unmute yourself or raise your hand. Not seeing any, so if I missed you, please speak up. Um, does the applicant have a presentation? Oh, I, have, I actually, um, committee member Mercer, Mercer has a question. We cannot hear you. Are you perhaps on mute? I don't, looks like you're on mute. Okay. Um, the wall that we're looking at, I mean, all of those are curved, right? The, the, the solid walls around the proposed structure are all curved. Is that right? This is Tom Woodworth speaking. They yeah. are straight. No, wall you're looking at is flat. Okay, thank you. You can okay. see here, these, these are the boxes, the outside are all flat. Yeah. Okay, great, that answers my question, thank you. Um, committee member Muller. Um, please, please go ahead, committee member Muller. I think you're muted too as well. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear my name. Were you recognizing me or or Ms. Mercer? Yes. No, you. Yes. Please go ahead. Okay. Well, this is Paul Muller, <laughs> and uh, I just had a quick question. Uh, in the uh, in the workup we got in the background from our previous meeting, uh, there's an item four that says standard nine of the Secretary of the Interior standards. Uh, has not been met, and and then standard nine is quoted. Additions, exterior alterations, related new construction will not destroy historic materials, uh, features, and spatial relationships that characterize the property. Uh, the new work will be differentiated from the old, but will be compatible with the historic materials, feature size, scale, and proportion, and massing to protect the integrity of the property and its environment. And I. I, I don't remember to what extent we discussed the, the coloration and the materials of the new uh, edition. And uh, if, if that was uh, part of what we were talking about under standard nine, or if uh, it was it was other things. Uh, well, the staff report um, at the, the top of the staff report, um, those, those numbered items, those were the comments from the HPC um, our presentation, we made a recommendation. Um, well, uh, our recommendation, our analysis uh, uh, argued that it could be found compatible, that it did meet standard nine. The HPC felt that uh, there were issues with, with meeting standard nine because of the, the items, um, uh, mainly one and two, on the staff report that the that the skylight and the circular layout um, uh, had caused issues with standard night. I I don't recall um, there being any issues with uh, uh, materials. This was um, the 
the uh, primary material of the, uh, the two structures on either side are, are travertine and concrete. Um, travertine isn't an option because it doesn't, it's not durable. Um, and, uh, and so that, so granite is, uh, is the kind of a necessary material. Um, they chose a, a light color, a light tan granite that they found uh, to blend in uh, mostly with the sunset crypt. Um, and then the, uh, the cultured stone, similar, and it has a, uh, uh, you know, similar tone, similar color, except it's uh, a bit rougher surface. And that was, um, that was my recollection is that was, that was found to be uh, appropriate as it's, um, it's, it's differentiated from the, the travertine, but still uh, compatible in just overall feel. Um, that's, that's my uh, recollection of the February meeting. Thank you. Any other questions of staff? Okay, seeing none, um, does the applicant also have a presentation? We should have Jeannie online here somewhere. I saw her show up on the screen earlier. I'm on by telephone. Can anybody hear me? We can uh, now. You were you were you muted. Are. I just unmuted you. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, um, I've been biting my nails. I, I, I have so much I wanted to contribute, but I didn't want to be like Trump and not take, you know, speak over somebody else. So um, I am um, challenged by this format, but I'll do the best that I can. And I appreciate any kind of patience that you can have if I, if I don't work this system properly. I am um, the general manager and president of Ivy Lawn, and I was when we became the historic, uh, when we received that designation um, only a month in. So I've been here from the beginning and I'm still standing. Uh, what I want all of you to understand is the cemetery uh, perspective and the history perspective from, from our function. The one thing that all of these buildings share in common is their purpose is for burials. So when you see the flat granite, and granite has to be flat, they're all the same size, whether you use the Sunset Crypt Building, the historic chapel, or the mausoleum, which is the building to your left in this proposed photo. And so all of the flat granites are exactly the same size in every building, and it has to be in order to accommodate a burial. If it's a niche, then it's the exact same size in every building with the same uh, product granite. Uh, maybe there, and granite is all natural, so the stone may have some different colors, but they're meant to complement each other. And each building does. So before we even look at the new building, the, uh, the, the historic structures are what we are trying to complement. But you'll notice from the style that they're from the 60s and the 70s and they're in closed buildings. And that's not what we want anymore. And, when, and so what I've done is for the past five years, listen to what customers have, have said that they need. And I say customers because the visitors are alive and well and we want them to come here 
and we want them to get a certain benefit in feeling when they come here. And in order to do that, I've learned to listen. And they have told me over the years some of the things that we are lacking that they need as human beings to be fulfilled when they come here. And now this is the pride and joy of the cemetery, these buildings. This proposed picture, if you look to the left with the white concrete pillars, those are the trees of life. And when you stand there, you feel small and they feel tall and you look up. And that's what people want to do when they come to a cemetery. They want to look up. Believe me, they don't want to look down. They want to look up. And so when we were proposing a new building, it had to include the ability to look up, just like the trees of life. But we don't want to exclude those trees. We want those to be part of what we are offering now. So we opened the building up. Yes, it's got protection from the elements. Yes, it's got some enclosure to give you a sort of a feeling of security, which is what some of this does. But it also says, look what's around you. Look, what, look what's beside you. That's our mausoleum. And then you get a chance to appreciate everything that it brought in the 1960s and the 1970s till today. Or you look to the right and you see the sunset crypts. They're all crypts. The ones you're looking at proposing now are crypts. Those in 1972 were crypts, the same thing. And it gives the history of our cemetery without even opening up your mouth. You get to see it, you become part of it, and it's not optional. It is existing and you are part of that history and you're also part of the future. So that is the sort of the intention of the ideas that this building is, is to create. The roundness is to, to be inclusive. It, it's a feeling. It's a let me wrap my arms around you feeling. It's a let me feel that there's something above me that's greater than I am so that I can leave some of my grief here and, and move on. It's those types of things that we're trying to create in a structure for a burial for people we don't know. And, and I think that if you understand, if you put yourself in sitting here at the new proposed building and you look up and you see the sky and you look to your left and you see the trees of life and you see, okay, well, that was, there was somebody buried there who was 50 years ago. Where will I be in 50 years? And you take away the moment of grief and it creates something different. And that's all that we want to do here. Because, and I say this, it sounds so cliche because I say it so often, but it truly is, the intent is not for the dead, it's for the living. That's what we're all about. And if we do not bring history to life every day, what good is it? And, and so anyway, it's, it's my passion of what we're trying to do. I just want you to understand, there are some technicalities, like the openness of the building is meant for pleasure, so because the smells, that can be associated with a closed-in building is not pleasant. And it's a complaint that I get quite often. So I opened the building up so that that would never be an issue. You are still protected from the elements. You still get a good feeling, but you can still hear the birds sing. You still feel the sky. It, it, it doesn't take you out of the elements, but it does give you that feeling that you're in the presence of 
something that's historic that that's meaningful. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have um, public comment on this item? There's no individuals that wish to speak on this agenda item. Okay. Um, that means that we can move into discussion. Um, we can close the public hearing and move into discussion and begin our deliberation. Um, is there any way that, uh, Tim, you can put up the roof plan again? I think it was on one of the slides. So in that, um, this one, either that one or the one that's more of a, I guess it's in the, yes, that one. Okay. So can you explain what on here is skylight and what is solid? Where are the solid and voids other than the dome? Are there other skylights as well? This is the skylight. Um, this is a, a wooden lattice. Okay, so it's open to the sky. It's just not covered with glass. It's truly open. Yeah. But yeah. so you would look up and see light and trees through those openings as well. Yes. The, just not the, yeah, it's okay. just this this texture that is uh, cement. Okay, that helps. And then, but then, but then there is actually the white, um, like sort of entablature hard edge as well, right? Atop the radial structures. Oh yes. Um, so that, I'm, does assuming, that... I'm assuming you can see my mouse. Can you? Yeah, it's it's, it's a little bit okay. hard to see it. Yeah. Well, the well, this is this is the edge of the of the concrete roof. Is that what you mean? The. Okay, so it's not the flat. So there's no. So when you look at the rendering, there's a white flat edge that you we're looking at, and that's the edge of it there. Yeah, that's the. Okay. That, that's the edge of the roof. There's no, um, there's no, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the feet. It's, it's just a slab. Okay. But it, it cuts all the way back. Um, can you put the rendering up again? That, that, that helps. So it cuts, so it overhangs a little bit, correct? Yes. Yes. And then cuts back, dives back. Okay. Okay. That helps. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to clar clarify a couple things. It's not that there is a radial plan. It's that it'd be preferable from a sec from a compatibility Secretary of the Interior Standards argument, in my opinion, if it was somehow disguised. Um, that's what we were looking for, then that the plan and openness is, is an issue um, and that it's not drawn attention to. So I, I want to just make that clear from my perspective it's not that there's a, you know, a radial plan. In fact, that's a very formal organization and the, the, the site plan itself has a very formal organization. It's not radial, but both of them are formal. It's more that we were looking for some way to, or I, I believe the intention was more to not have that be so, um, you know, prominent, I guess. Unfortunately, the standards don't dictate whether you can perceive it from close up or far away as, you know, whether it's compatible or not. Although I understand what staff is saying. Um, but I just wanted to clarify that because I think I don't want it to be misunderstood that we think, you know, the whole plan needs to be scrapped or that it couldn't be a mostly ex. In fact, I think that it's more like exterior pavilions is a good thing 
because you have a lot of exterior walkways along the other buildings, you know, the existing historic buildings as well, um, you know, covered walkways. So I just wanted to, you know, I just want the applicant to, to know that. Um, but also I wanna say that we do have a particular, um, you know, mandate to make a finding that it complies with the design guidelines and with the Secretary of the Interior standards. And, you know, that's what we really need to discuss. And I think that everybody's goals can be accomplished with the project. But I do wanna hear from my other committee members and they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that it was less, less about the radial nature of the plan than the, um, you know, perception of, of, of dropping a round object into a square, you know, a round, a round peg into a square hole. It's usually opposite square peg into round hole, but it's kind of a good reverse analogy. Um, I see uh, committee member Muller raising his hand first. Well, uh, uh, I think, I think the, um, the radial uh, plan such as it is, uh, and the elliptical footprint between the, the two other buildings uh, actually works uh, uh, to, to complement the rest of the grounds. If, if, you, if you look at an aerial picture of the roads and the pathways, you'll find that they're all very curvy and elliptical. Uh, and the fact that, you know, we're not filling up a space with a lot of heavy mass is, uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, speaks to the, um, uh, to the, the fact that this design complements the rest of the grounds. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's very difficult to render uh, something that, uh, you know, is part, uh, partly circular and partly radial and, you know, it has all these uh, moving parts, so to speak, uh, in your perception. Uh, but um, I, I, I just, early on, I didn't feel that that was a particular disadvantage. I, I thought the, the, the mass and the density uh, complemented the other buildings uh, well. And, uh, and now I think the roof lines certainly do. Uh, so we're almost there. Sorry, I was muted. I saw Vice Chair Houston's hand first. Um, I just had a couple of thoughts, and I think this, this um, photo that you have up here, or the one that would be an elevation of the whole thing, might um, illustrate it as well. I I I think the design of the the new structure is beautiful. Um, I just have a problem with it when you look at. The, the top one here, um, <laughs> go back to that, yeah. So from left to right, it's very rectilinear. Um, the, the original design was very balanced with the large center building and the two mausolea on the side that are all, were rectangular and shorter. And with that 1984 addition, um, it feels like you need to have something balancing it on the other side or something at least of the same shape. Um, and so I think that's my main problem with this, that um, this is a great building, but maybe in the wrong place. 
And the only thing that I might be able to come up with as a potential suggestion would, and I have no problem with the round skylight. It's more the, um, the uh, irregularly shaped roof line. And I'm wondering if you put a rectangular roof line over the whole thing, that it would help echo the buildings on, you know, on either side of it and keep that same plane going across. Yeah, and I thought we had potentially discussed that at the last meeting as well, like some just, you know, making it a flat tablature or maybe the guard, there's garden walls that come up, you know, to sort of frame it, um, you know, some sort of half height walls that come up and add in that rectangular piece since it's an, mostly an exterior complex. But I do think there's ways to mitigate the appearance of, you know, um, like I said, a round, a round peg in a square hole conundrum here. Um, I have uh, wanted to see if Committee Member Mercer or Purcell, do you have anything to add? Committee uh, Member Purcell, I saw your hand. Um, I can weigh in a little bit. So um, I also did go back and watch the February meeting so that I was, I could remember exactly what we discussed. And I think that what we ultimately came to um, as a group was an issue over the roof design. I think that the scale massing of the building, even the placement of the building because of its openness, we kind of came to the conclusion that that everyone could be on board with those things. Um, I think that the way that the roof cuts cuts back, the way that it, the shape of it, um, and also the dome. I mean, if there was a way to flatten the dome or consider removing the dome, but still keep the intention, I definitely understand the intention and I, really appreciated hearing from the applicant. It seems like a lot of thought went into the design of this building. So I think definitely there's a way to keep those design features and the intentions that the applicant has in mind, but maybe with some modifications. So I think if there's a way to, for me, either make the dome more shallow or potentially scrap the dome, but still have some uh, some type of opening there where light can get through um, and also meet the other objectives that, that, the, that the dome is serving. And then also if we could discuss if there's a way to um, make the, the flat part of the roof more, I don't know if like square is the appropriate term, but where it cuts back and has the, you know, the, the shape of it, if there's a way to modify that, I think that would also go a long way. Because like when you're looking at, at it in this view, um, like we discussed earlier, you're actually looking at a flat section, you know, that with the exterior not being rounded, I don't think it draws a lot of attention, the fact that it is a round building, but the roof is what draws the attention there. So if there's a way to mitigate that, I think we should discuss um, what those ways might be. And it might be that even just with removing the dome, maybe that's enough, or maybe we really need to deal with the entablature as well. But those are my thoughts. 
Thank you for your diligence and going back and listening to it again, because that was my reflection of where we ended as well, that there was not so much a quarrel with the radial plan. No, we really, we really disguising that. Yeah, we concluded like we did discuss the radial plan a lot, but then we kind of came around to the roof being the, the major issue. Also, I think when you really do look at the secretary secretary of the interior standards and you look at the design guidelines i think you could argue that this design meets all of the standards you could also argue it doesn't but i think definitely it doesn't meet the design guidelines they specifically talk about roof lines and we yeah. have a dome so that's i think that's why i that's where i'm held up because i think that's where we have really the grounds to say like this doesn't comply right very black and white, you know, so I think if we could deal with the dome, I would be feeling great, feeling better. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it could be explored to do more of a rectilinear, you know, rectangular or square pop up that serves almost like a clear story or monitor, you know, um, roof monitor mm -hmm. that would have glass on all sides um, rather than a dome configuration, because that's not unlike the building with the 1984 addition, which has a taller center component. Um, so that may help to balance things a bit more as Vice Chair Houston mentioned um, in terms of the composition of it. Um, I think I saw committee member Mercer raising her hand. Yes, please. I think you might still be muted again. Okay, here we go. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, I, I'm agreeing with all those comments and now I'm okay. You can still see me, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I still have the same uh, concerns as in the February meeting. Um, I think this is a beautiful building and I haven't heard anybody say that they don't really appreciate what's been done with this building and the, the feeling that it's going to give those who visit there. Um, but our charge is to um, under Secretary of Interior Standards, make sure that this project is compatible with the other buildings. And I think that there are some small things that can be done, um, just like Member Prezel suggested, even if we made it a little more rectangular with the roof. I like, I think we keep the openness, definitely. Um, the, uh, you know, I think that that fits, but something rectangular and the dome still presents a problem for me as well and not being exactly compatible, but I do like the openness of it. Um, and is there a way that we can accomplish something more rectangular and not high dome like? Um, I think a little more height is, can be done, not a lot, but just a, a few tweaks to the present design. And I think we're, we're gonna be getting there. So what it sounds like I'm hearing from my fellow members is that we all agree that there's a lot of pros to the project as designed, but, but I don't think, I think there's consensus that we're not, that it's not quite there, which is essentially the same as we felt back in February, um, because we do need to, to look at the standards, Secretary of the Interior Standards, and we do need to, as Committee Member Prezel pointed out, need to look at the design guidelines, which are pretty explicit about roof lines. So I guess we're just in this case, making a recommendation to the administrative hearing officer. Um, so I'm not sure if we even need to do that via motion or if we just need Perhaps if I just need to summarize the comments, maybe um, Madam Clerk could clarify. I'm sorry, we are in 
we had closed the public comment period or the public, um, I'm sorry, the uh, public hearing on the item. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if the commission, if the committee's all right with that, I think the applicant may want to say a few additional words. Is that okay with everybody or? Yeah, it's fine with me. Okay. Okay, so it's not our standard pro protocol, but please go ahead. Okay, I didn't think that I was a member of the public, but I guess I am. Well, no, it's just that the, the actual hearing is, we go into discussion and usually we cut off all back and forth, but please go ahead. Okay, uh, I've been listening to what everybody's uh, saying and it seems as if the roof line, is, everybody's looking at it from the top down, whereas a human being, we look at it up. We don't look down. And I, where, you know, I feel that it, it's, you're not taking into consideration how we need to honor the buildings that are beside it. And as what, what, when we designed it, it was to include them and, and honor them. So, and there are some pictures where, and, and I'm not sure which one it is, but uh, where the uh, mausoleum, the trees of life are so close to this building that you actually, you, you wanna look up. And when, if you were sitting there and you looked up, these are 10, 15 rows high of graves. So this, uh, this is a, it's kind of getting lost and it's, I understand that you are all concerned with the roof, but I, what I want you to think about is being a person sitting there looking up at the sky and looking to your left to see the trees of life in that mausoleum. You're not looking at the roof line. And I understand, and I know that, that, that you have certain guidelines that you have to meet, but it is a matter of interpretation uh, on what is the priority. And if you are gonna consider the roof the priority of this project, then then I haven't done a good job of explaining the importance of what this building contains. Because it isn't just a roof or a dome, it's lives, history, forever. And I don't, I don't want you to lose that because People want to look up. People want to feel that they're part of the world. They don't want to feel like they're in a designed building that duplicates the one that's next door. Yeah, I, I think we that. do understand. And I think, we, you know, um, I think all of your points have been incredibly well made. Um, and they're just, you're just reiterating the points you made before. And I think, you know, the committee hears you and understands your points. Nobody's just looking at the roof. In fact, we look at the entire historic district, not just this infill building and the guidelines pertaining to those. So from, you know, and, and we have multiple subject matter experts on this committee who are accustomed to looking at um, and reviewing design. And we fully understand that the real world experience is different than the paper experience. So I think we're gonna have to go back into our, um, our deliberation now and, and make some recommendations, but thank you. Thank you. Chair O'Neill, committee yes. members, um, uh, you had asked a question about how to formulate your um, action to the administrative hearing officer. If um, it could be all, all your comments made and then 
a motion made on those comments and seconded so we know what those comments are within that motion and we carry that motion forward. Okay, so I suppose I have a task of trying to summarize, which I think is not that hard in this case. I mean, it might be easier than in past hearings. Um, or the motion maker can summarize and then someone second that motion. Okay, understood. Does anybody have anything to add before we um, move on? Committee Member Muller? Well, I, um, I want to just reiterate that uh, what we need to do is uh, on the roof lines, uh, try and convert what is now a dome into something like a skylight. And I think there was a, a discussion of that in the staff report about how it could be reduced in size. So one of my recommendations would be that it be uh, reduced uh, in height uh, by 50%. Okay. Um, other recommendations that we have heard tonight include, this afternoon include, um, you know, designing the roof structure that hovers over the radial plan to be rectilinear rather than have a bunch of cutouts and follow the plan of the, the radial plan of the building or the, the structures, I'll call them. Um, basically filling in the corners, if you will. Um, uh, there's also been other committee members who have thought that the dome really does need to be removed to whether that becomes a flat, um, flat but open or semi-flat, there'd have to be some slope for drainage, et cetera, understood, or it becomes some sort of more of a, like a pop-up roof monitor or um, clear story structure so that you're getting light in and raising the, the ceiling height a bit. I guess the consensus might be that as designed, we could not make findings in support of the dome as designed. That, that seems to be the consensus. And um, similarly, that, as designed, the um, the shape of the roof, which deviates so strongly from the um, you know original AC Martin plan, we could not make the findings that it complies with the standard nine or the design guidelines for the district. That seems to be consensus um, on those items if we talk sort of more generically about what happens with the dome, whether it's lowered or removed or some sort of, or replaced with some other sort of rectilinear structure, we just, it, it seems that the recommendation to the administrative hearing officer is that further design changes need to be made to, to make those findings. Um, so I guess what staff is saying, oh, please, committee member Purcell. If I'm able to, I just wanted to comment that um, I also think that it's unfortunate that we won't be involved in the ongoing design process because I also think that there's there's a good chance that maybe we saw it with maybe if we saw it without the dome or the dome reduced or a different idea with the dome, maybe the entablature is not such a big deal anymore. I think it's the combination of the two. So I just want to put that out there that I, I mean, that's my personal feeling anyway, that it's kind of like maybe go a little bit progressive with the design, you know, work on the dome, see what that looks like. And then um, if there's still an issue there, maybe you deal with the larger structure as well. I don't know. I just think it's worth uh, noting that it might not have to be, you know, 
both, okay. at least for me, it's, it's mostly the dome for me. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So if I were to try to formulate something, um, I, you know, I think, again, I think generally the recommendation to the administrative hearing officer is that the project should not be approved as currently designed because the findings cannot be made that it complies with the historic district design guidelines and the Secretary of the Interior standards, which is also, you know, a categorical, categorical exemption CEQA issue. So I think our recommendation is that is not to approve it as currently designed. That seems to be consensus on that. And then our recommendations would with how to resolve the issue would be that the um, shape of the shape of the roof itself and the sky and the dome skylight dome you know need to be redesigned in such a way that the project becomes compatible with the rest of the district and meet, and then the findings could be made so that we're clear we're not asking for changes to the plan anymore um, we're not asking for changes to materials because there was a question brought up about what, what our feelings were on the materials and the colors that we really believe that the the shape of the roof and the dome that exists pose you know incompatibility issues and that's why we don't think the findings can be made so um, I want it to be broad because I think committee member Purzell is right that there there may be some, you know, maybe maybe both is not required, maybe one is required, um, or maybe some some something that you know we haven't expressly said. Our job is not to design the project to give useful recommendations. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to formulate that into something that actually works, given the feedback we have. Um, so I'll just maybe, um, unless anyone else wants to try it, yeah. Um, committee members, if I could make a suggestion, That'd be great. please feel free to disregard my suggestion if, if you don't want to take it. Um, maybe the recommendation for the design would be to uh, explore a shallower dome that does not project above the roof line as severely as is being shown on the renderings now, or flattening it out so it is flush with the roof line now. Uh, would those be two two of the direct the a direction that the committee would be comfortable with formulating as a recommendation to the administrative hearing officer? I think that's challenging because we had a, you know, at, at least one committee member, and I probably would agree that, you know, the dome doesn't meet the design guidelines. Like a, a dome does not meet the design guidelines. So, saying it's shallower one, right? Okay. Yeah. So saying just make it more shallow is too. It's almost too specific and makes it sound like we're agreeing that a dome meets the design guidelines, which I think is not what we're saying. At least not all of us. So I think it needs to be more. Um, flush with the roof line, but could stay glass in nature if yeah, I mean, I think that 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 most people, I think that what I heard is that that would be preferable if it was flush um, and did not pop up. So you did you were not drawn to it. Um, 
then I would formulate that in the recommendation that it be flush with the roof line, but could remain glass and material. Yeah, I don't think there's any issue with it being glass. I don't think anybody has an issue with that. Um, the clear views that by any means. Um, okay, so let's try it. Um, I'll make a motion that we recommend to the administrative hearing officer that the project not be approved as currently designed because the Historic Preservation Committee does not believe the findings can be made that it complies with the design guidelines and Secretary of the Interior standards as currently designed. We recommend that the applicant explore making the existing roof, you know, the roof as designed, not existing roof, but the proposed roof, um, a rectangular roof without all the cutouts following the plan and or study revise, or removing the dome, making it either a flush skylight, flush with the roof, or exploring other options such as, you know, rectangular roof monitor style with, you know, clear story um, windows to complement what will hopefully be a revised rectangular roof and devising a design that is more compatible with the district and can be and that can fulfill the findings for the historic district design guidelines and the sector of the interior standards completely. Now, if anyone would like to add modifications to that, please say so. Discussion on the motion. I'm looking for hands. I haven't seen a hand yet. I think do we have a Can I ask a question, Chairman? Uh, did I see? I'm sorry, but did I see? Oh, I lost committee member Muller from my view. Were you raising a hand your hand? Okay, thank you. I, I thought you might have a question, but I couldn't see your camera. Please go ahead. Well, if you can hear me, uh my question was going to be, would it be helpful for us to uh, limit the uh, design changes we're proposing to the roof line rather than, you know, the whole uh, list of uh, standard nine uh, requirements that were in the initial report? Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to be more specific. Um, do you have a recommended, recommended language to add? <laughs> Uh, well, we could say that uh, the finding that the committee uh, has, has determined that a finding cannot be made uh, based on the incompatibility of the roof lines as proposed. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so instead of just generically that it's incompatible, does not meet the design guidelines, to be specific and say does not, it's incompatible with. The existing buildings does not meet the design guidelines or the standards because of the roof shape and roof profile. I think both. It's not just the profile with the dome. It's also we also uh, several committee members also have issues with the, the shape of the plan of the roof as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that would be. That would be added Sorry. to my very long motion, I guess. Can I ask a, a 
quick question for clarification. Mm -hmm. um, I'm writing all of this down. I just want to make sure that I understand. So, the is the are you specifically saying that the that the uh, roof plan would just need to be rectangular, or are you saying that um, like you don't want to see uh, uh, curves or oblique angles? Or does that does that make sense? Yeah. So there could be a uh, scenario where I wish you could see my cursor where. Um, because there still be cutouts. Right, where it would almost be cross-shaped, if you will, or something like that, where you just remove some of the diagonal. Are you, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if you're if you're specifically saying it, it needs to be a rectangle, or if it if it could still have cutouts, but the uh, the outside edge everywhere needs to be um, either horizontal. Well, looking at it from plan view either horizontal or vertical. By cutouts, do you mean um, more like, let's say the, the, let's say the fascia, you know, of the carried all the way out to create a continuous rectangle, but then beyond that, there were more um, uh, like trellis type features. Is that what you mean? Um, I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Can you so see that, I mean, I think that would be an option, not that it has to be all okay. solid and create it so you couldn't look up, but if the lines were continuous, I think that that would be an option. I think um, okay. what I think you might have been asking is, could it almost, you have that line where your cursor is be there and then maybe it, there's a corner and it drags back out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, because I wasn't sure if you're saying it has to be you know, a rectangle that covers everything, or if it could, you know, come down and like that, and there's still, it's still, there's still outside cutouts, and then on the inside, you know, there could still be cutouts, or, so, so I'm just wondering if you're saying everything needs to be, to meet at a right angle, essentially, or if it needs to be specifically a rectangle. I well, I'll get the feedback from the other members of the committee, but I think that the intention was that they would there would be right angles, um, okay. because we already have a situation where you have a right angle that goes into a diagonal or you know rounded roof that's not um, that's not getting us there in terms of compatibility and compliance with the design guidelines. Okay. But my sense is that we're looking for right angles out of the roof to to. Um, better reference what what is already there, but it, maybe somebody, maybe Vice Chair Houston might want to weigh in on that. Yeah, um, I would just like to see. Now I can't see it. I guess a rectangular outline around the building. Um, whether there are cutouts behind that, it, you know, that uh, similar. Or that are that have a lattice work or or are just simply open, but I want I would like personally to see a straight line across from the sunrise building all the way across to the sunset building. Not you know not it, it, it it'll be offset for each building, but 
I think it needs to have that that single line going across and on the sides. Yeah, that's what I had thought too. It's not so much whether it's solid, like roof deck on top of that. It's more that it's you know a continuous fascia, let's say. That it has square corners. Yeah, right angles. <laughs> um, committee member Mercer. Uh, yeah, I I agree with that totally. That's also what I'd like to see. Um, Yeah, we were getting some intense feedback all of a sudden. Um, you're muted again, committee member Mercer, if you wanna try unmuting and, and finish your comment. Okay. Mercer, it's because you're on two devices. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to turn the sound off of the one and just have sound coming out of one of them. You want to try speaking, see if it helps. So, committee member Mercer, if you turn off your audio feed on your computer and have all of your audio feed come through your phone, then you won't have feedback. Now we can't hear her talking. And you're muted on both devices. So if your intention is to speak through your phone, then I would unmute your phone and use that as your audio feed, both to hear us and both to speak. Okay. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, right, so let's try to re formulate this. Uh, I, I'm going to rephrase the motion from before. So the motion is I move that 
we recommend that the administrative hearing officer not approve the project as currently designed because the Historic Preservation Committee does not believe the appropriate findings can be made that the project meets the Historic District Design Guidelines and Secretary of the Interior Standards. Specifically, we, don't, we cannot make the finding under the standards that is compatible with the existing buildings on the site due to the plan and profile of the roof of the proposed building. And we cannot find that it meets specifically the historic district design guidelines due to the specific language in the design guidelines related to roofs. We also recommend that the administrative hearing officer direct the applicant to redesign the roof and the dome to be more compatible and to fully meet the design guidelines and the Secretary of the Interior Standards. Some ways to do that would include um, making the roof a essentially rectangular, at least on the outer edges in terms of a continuous rectangular fascia, even if it's not a full solid roof behind that. Um, lower or uh, flattening the dome into a flush skylight and it, it, even if it were kept round. Another alternative would be to add a um, rectangular pop-up in the, you know, reasonably scaled rectangular pop-up in the center of the roof with uh, windows all, all, on all sides like a clear story or roof monitor. And I believe that concludes my motion. If there's any discussion or additions to it, please make them, or if anybody has a second, we can have a vote. I guess I just would like to clarify one thing, Laura. So um, we are clearly stating that both of these things need to be addressed for it to comply, correct? I can't hear you. I'm, I'm having trouble formatting a mo formulating a motion that would not that would be open ended enough to include an either or. I which would I just say either or. Your vote. Well, I, I don't know that that's consistent with um, the majority of what we've heard. The majority of what I've heard. So if, I, if I'm trying to make a motion based on what I've heard from the majority on the committee, it sounds to me that the both the plan of the roof in terms of being rectangular and the profile are issues. Um, but that's not, may, may not be the case for every single committee member and they may not vote in favor of the motion. I understand. Thank you. Um, if we don't have a second, we can have a replacement motion. I will second your motion, Laura. Okay, thank you. Can we have a vote? Now is the time for the Historic Preservation Committee to vote on the motion as stated. Committee Member Mercer? Yes. Committee Member Mueller?
could you repeat that? Paul, could you repeat your motion, Committee Member Mueller? Yes. <laughs> Committee Member Purcell? Yes. Vice Chair Houston? Yes. Chair O'Neill? Yes. That motion carries 5 0. Thank you. Um, I don't believe we have any other items on our agenda um, or staff communication. Do we have any staff communication items? Thank you, Chair O'Neill, committee members. I, I do not, and I'm sorry, I don't have the calendar in front of uh, me due to my technology limitations to tell you when the next hearing is, but uh, I, I can um, correspond with the committee and let you know that. Okay, thank you. Well, then I believe the meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. Stop sharing. That's fine. You can stop sharing. Good job, Tim. It's nerve wracking. <laughs>